what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focusing on home technology, helping provide you and our fellow brothers and sisters in tech with some assistance and discussion along the way. It's our tradition every time we get together to record the show to share our brothers in tech suggestions or bits for short. It could be a gadget, a website, a tool, or anything else our brothers think you should check out. So make sure you stay tuned as each of the panelists bring up their brothers in tech suggestions for today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. Alan Jackson and Brian Jackson here with you once again. Um, We've kind of in our batch of recordings for this uh, group of episodes where we have a a guest that's been with us this whole time. We've talked about some previous topics. Uh, We talked all about the Apple Watch on a couple episodes ago. We talked about Fitness Plus, the new Apple service, and gave us some feedback on that. And we also had an episode, just the last episode, where we talked about some uh, further strategies for working from home, especially as in the case of our special guest, um, situation working from a shared work environment with both kids at school or maybe a spouse also working too. Some great advice and ideas there. Uh, but we are at the uh, we're at the final episode of this batch, and this is where we do our brothers in tech suggestions. This is our bits. That's mm. the thing we patented Love that up with we went through all Love the copyright that. offices on that uh mm-hmm. brian i think it was your idea to well, don't say you think you know it was my idea come on we, we talked about this right yeah i just want to remind you things i do give you a lot of credit for is this title was ingenious it was very well yeah i'm pretty yeah. happy with it pretty happy with it this and is- i must say uh, let me let me not not to put a lot of pressure on jeff right but now this is our fourth episode with jeff and I think he's gotten better every episode, right? I mean, initially, you know, I don't, I'm not really sure he brought a whole lot, Alan. And then, you know, his fitness, I think it was, it was better. Last one, I felt like I actually, I was in class. I mean, he, 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 he rocked it. I mean, he really rocked it from home. So I'm just going to say, if we have a lot of expectations here for your bit, um, and if you're not bringing it, if you're not bringing it, luckily we've got the cleanup batters over here that can, 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 fix things, but, uh, you know, no pressure here, Jeff, no pressure. I have to delays. <laughs> Good. Good. That's already accelerated the, the game a lot higher. Um, that voice you just heard is our, is our guest for this panel, Jeff Hartman, uh, Je- uh professor at Gardner Webb university here in my neck of the woods, North Carolina. Um, and also, uh, had a lot of advice and sharing of knowledge with us on the topics of fitness and wellness, especially in those a uh, couple of those previous episodes that we talked about. But Alan, are, you know, pride, pride of Scranton, Pennsylvania. And you may think that, you know, the president of the United States is the pride of Scranton. But no, it's it's Jeff Hartman, Hartman. Jeff Hartman, or Scranton, Pennsylvania. So, yeah. Little, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jeff, Jeff's got a very Biden-esque smile and I think, uh, you know, appearance to him. So it must be something in the water up there. In, uh, in yeah. They, yeah. They... Damn them. They make them look nice and handsome up there, right? Yeah. There's certainly something in the water in Scranton. Yeah. We'll just agree with that. And in the air. Oh, right. yes. 
You got to <laughs> well, do that. Brothers and Tech Suggestions, what we do in these episodes is each of us brings a suggestion to the table. It can be a gadget. It can be a tool. It can be a website. It can be a piece of software, whatever it may be. Something somewhat tech-related. We want to bring to the table something we've had some experience with or we want to recommend to others. And we don't know what each other's bits are, so this is always kind of fun to bring them to the table here. Let's start off. I'm going to give it to our guest as uh, to start us on this round of our suggestions. Mr. Hartman, what have you got to share with us today? Uh, for show and tell today, I have brought a portable speaker, my mm. Sonos the Move. Sonos Move, M-O-V-E, uh, correct? M-O-V-E. So you know the Sonos environment is similar to Apple and that once you get in that ecosystem, it's easier to stay within mm -hmm. and, and build out. And so the Sonos Move is their first portable speaker. And um, I was interested in a kind of badass, robust, portable speaker. And, and um, I will say, uh, this, you know, Sonos products are very, very highly reviewed. Um, and I would say I was pretty disappointed with the, the move. Um, in terms of sound quality, excellence. In terms of sturdiness or hardiness, it's excellent. I mean, it, 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 it is a heavy... Solid. Yeah. yeah. Is that a handle on yeah. the back? It, uh, it is okay. a handle on uh -huh. the back. Yes. Um, and I, I don't have the specific weight on it, but um, I would question how portable it really <laughs> is based on the way it's carried and how heavy it is. The, the heaviness, though, um, while it's not waterproof, it, it has some sort of water rating where it says if you, you know, if you leave it out in your yard and it rains, hmm. you should be fine. Um, you take it to the beach and it goes in the sand. It'll be fine. If you drop it, and I don't, I don't have the the shock resistant distance, but it's supposed to be able oh, to nice. withhold the shock, and it feels like like it would. Um, Brian and I had had. I guess I kind of lamented to Brian over it. Um, it is not no. inexpensive. I mean, there's less expensive, probably better options for a portable speaker, but like I said. Um, I wanted to get a, a, you know, a stout, robust, portable speaker. Um, I had a heck of a time connecting really? to it initially hmm. via Wi-Fi. Uh, I had a heck of a time. And um, there's, you know, not many buttons on this. I don't know if, if you guys can see with the, with the glare, but there's really just um, three buttons, the power on, um, the, the connecting, initial connecting, and then the, the, the change from Wi-Fi mm -hmm. to Bluetooth. Um, I struggled mightily connecting it to Wi-Fi. It took me days. It took me a long time for researching on how to do it and troubleshooting. Maybe it was my result of, of my uh, incompetence. Probably. But um, basically just hard restart it and figure out how to connect it. Now that I'm connected, it I mean, it works great to jump from Wi-Fi to Bluetooth However, a major limitation is when I take this portable speaker <laughs> to another um, Wi-Fi network, like I say, I'm at home, I connect, right? No problem. I go to work and I want to use it to work out with. Um, uh, unbeknownst to me, you must carry the base with you in order to connect to that Wi-Fi network. Base? So so it, plug it, the, uh, the electrical base, like the, the charging base or something? Oh, the charging okay. base, yeah. And it's a sweet charging mm -hmm. base. Um, 
it's it's not very large. It's not very obnoxious. Um, you can play from the charging, uh, but in order to switch Wi-Fi networks, you it, you oh, have to be on the base. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, that defeats the whole yeah, portability that's... of it because I mean, otherwise you're just walking around porting it around your house um, to stay within. Well, your Jeff, hmm. Jeff, can I ask you? So, what's the uh, explain the benefit of using Wi-Fi as opposed to Bluetooth? I mean, distance. Um, uh, well, the, with the Wi-Fi, if you're connected, you don't have to use a secondary device to, you know, run your music through to drain your battery. Is it voice activated um, or anything? The battery. So, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. You can use um, okay. Alexa or uh, Google Assistant. Either one, it, it'll it'll let you choose at the beginning what you want your assistant to be. And so, um, you know, I could say you know, Alexa, play you know, whatever from my iTunes and, and hmm. they'll play it. Um, I tried Google assistant. I know you guys have talked yeah. about that before. I'm more Alexa mm -hmm. yep. than Google. Uh, so yeah, you can do the voice commands and that's Bluetooth or, or Wi-Fi. I, I believe um, the battery life on it is allegedly 10 hours. I've, I've never gotten 10 hours Bluetooth or, or Wi-Fi. Um, and the reviews I've seen have shown it more like six, mm -hmm. six ish yeah. hours. I'm sure volume level has has something hmm. to do with that. Um, it's pretty sweet on the top. Um, there's no physical buttons on the top to play, um, to skip, to turn the volume up. You know, play. It's just a a, a a touch of the button to skip. It's a slide of the finger, either forward yeah. or back. But it's really hard to see. <laughs> like uh, it, it has a very light LED on it. Um, it, the uh, volume up or volume down. I mean, it, it it's not rocket science to figure out which is which, but it's not mm -hmm. clearly labeled like the universal plus or minus. Um, <laughs> so I, in terms of a portable speaker, uh, sound yeah, quality yeah. is excellent. I mean, it, it really is. This thing will project. It is not tinny. Um, you, I, the, the, my lab at, at work is a, is a large um, open, us like walking track space and i'm i'm not maxing out the volume at all and and, and it, it's it's probably obnoxiously loud um so that's that's great and all but co like connecting to your tv um you either have to wire it in or or uh, if you don't have an existing sonos network if it's you just want to connect your your sonos move um you've got to connect via bluetooth and not every tv has right. bluetooth connectivity right. built so it sounds in. like a mixed bag it sounds like you know where sound quality and build of the thing is really really solid it's just it does lose on the portability yeah. side and the connectivity issue right which is yeah i mean that's the big negative right i, I bought a portable yeah. speaker that in some sense works best on its charging station right mm -hmm. Yeah. at home um which you know okay but so if so if you used it simply from your phone via bluetooth like everywhere you went you just played it from your phone is that pretty clean and easy okay yeah because Absolutely. i've never actually had a, a portable yeah. speaker that is wi-fi everything's always been bluetooth so of course that's what i'm used to doing anyway right taking the speaker turning it on connect and play right uh, but you're saying to really get the true benefit of the um, the Sonos, you probably need the portability simply be 
from in your house to your backyard to back in your house or backyard, right? So that's the portability as opposed to going to a new location. You know, you're not going to get all the features, mm -hmm. right? Hmm. right? Right. Yeah. And what's, um, what would you say? I, I mean, is it two hundreds or is it 300? Where, where is the, where's the price range? Oh, geez. I think it was closer to yeah. 399 okay. or two. I don't, I don't good remember. Looking, looking through my notes. He's a hardware. It is and, uh, super uh, solid looking. The sound is great and the power on it is good. It's just, it is a shame about that connectivity and yeah. networking issue. Have you, have you used a, have you used a, an Apple HomePod before, uh, Jeff? I'm just wondering like sound quality comparison between the two. Cause the HomePod, HomePod's not wireless, though, right, Alan? It, That's a wired device, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I've only used it inside the Apple Store with you know yeah. fifty other yeah. people squished back when we were able to go in. The HomePod is stores. is good audio. I, I think Sonos is going to be better. I think I just think the Sonos quality is a little better. And yeah, yeah you don't have portability with the HomePod. I mean, I've taken it places, but it's just I got to unplug it, plug it in somewhere else, and um, and it's not what I would want to have anywhere near water or or sand or any of that. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's the trade off there, but I will say the HomePod the one thing it does excel in is connectivity. I mean, it is yeah. it is very easy to connect with it, but you do trade off your Apple and it's, yeah. it's so it's plug and play, right? I've yeah. been so excited to get into the Sonos one environment, the, uh, and um, I still am. I would I would love to get into the Sonos ecosystem, right? But I I'm a little nervous because it feels like you can build this thing up to <laughs> really be a chunk of change, um, but I know when you've got them yeah. going, it's nice. So connecting, connecting the Sonos to a subwoofer, um, you, you you cannot do unless you have like an existing mm -hmm. Sonos ecosystem built in. And I wanted to mention, Brian, another benefit to the uh, wireless connectivity. Sonos has a, has a standalone app that you can um, run the Sonos from and connect to your, you know, whatever your music service is, whether it works with Amazon, it works with, Pandora, it works with iTunes. So it works with, if you pay for it, it'll work mm. with the Sonos. I found the app mm. clunky. Um, I'd rather connect via Bluetooth so I could pull up my iTunes, but I, that might just be me. I, the reviews I've read and prep for our, our discussion, people were, you know, they were happy with the, with the Sonos. Yeah, kind of a mixed bag rea um, uh, reaction from you, it sounds like. So mm -hmm. uh, the Brothers yeah. in Tech, so, so yeah. suggestion. Yeah, B I T S S. The uh, brothers in tech somewhat suggestion. Somewhat. <laughs> yeah. Slightly suggestive. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's good. Yeah. I like it. Well, thanks. I, yeah. It's an awesome piece of hardware there. I'm, I'm thanks for showing it for us. So it's cool. Yeah. 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 Impressive. It doubles as a, you know, bicep curling weight and, you know, everything. So that's cool. Yeah. Right. Good. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Brian, how about you? What have you got for sure? Yeah. Okay. So uh, mine is not going to cost nearly that much. Um, and, uh, but, and I also will say it's also going to be a BITSS um, because there's some pros and cons here. Um, so let me, let me, let me lay the foundation for why I bought this item. Uh, so one of the issues that I have, and I know, so Jeff, I know you for a long time have been using um, a iPhone case or a phone case that has kind of wallet features to it, right? Where you can keep your cards and everything to it. My last, uh, my last phone case. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Open. So you've got the kind of book, book style, right? Open it up. 
Prior to my current uh, situation, I had um, I had a phone case that had just two slots on the back so I could take two cards, you know, my ID and a credit card. And it was great. But that was also before wireless charging. And then when wireless charging came around, you know, setting that on uh, something to wirelessly charge would not charge. Um, so I had a problem with that. And I really wanted to use wireless charging because I found myself you know, what I was doing in the middle of the night, reaching over, you know, yanking a cord, knocking a cord, knocking the phone off. You know, I didn't want to, I wanted just to have it set on easily and, um, and be able to go about my day. So I really wanted to get rid of my wallet. I wanted to be able to carry cards with me. I wanted to be able to wirelessly charge. But then the other piece that was really important was that in my car, one of the, one of the, the gadgets that I absolutely love is, you know, a car mount that goes into the, um, the one of the air, uh, yeah, you go, yeah, it slides in right, right in the air, uh, air vent, and it's magnet, it's just a big magnet, that's all it is. So, I need some kind of metal to put up there to be able to work with that. And I don't want to have to go take my phone out of something to do the charging and to do the, the magnet and all that sort of stuff. So, I was trying to figure out ways that I could make all of these things work, uh, together. And, uh, and I looked at the uh, the type that you have, Jeff, right? The problem I had with that is that, you know, then I'm having to maybe put a metal shank in the outside so that it magnets, but then to actually wirelessly charge it, now I'm stuck because I'm, I'm laying it down. I have to open it up and I have to kind of be a little wonky mm -hmm. with how I lay it down. So what I decided to do, uh, so this is the, let's see, K-I-H-U-W-E-Y, Kiaway, I think is the, the company. Um, but it's a, it's a flip type. Okay. So that the, the wallet, you know, is underneath, right. I've got my two cards, right. I've got multiple things in and the beauty of this one is that with my wireless charger, all I do at night is just open it up, lay it down. Right. And I can get the wireless charging, even through this one card, it charges just fine. Um, but the other really nice part about the way I'm doing this is on the outside, it has another place. And this is where my ID is. Okay, so it's easily accessible without having to open it up. And my, of course, my credit cards are not visible to anyone else if I were to have this out on the table. Mm -hmm. But I put the metal shank, I put a little metal plate down in here with it. So now I just put it straight up on my car and it mounts very easily. So without me having to open it up, right, put it up on my car mount, pull it down. If I want to charge, I open it up at night, lay it down. Um it's a little thicker, as you can tell, it's a little thicker than it would have been before, but I'll put it up next to my forehead so you can see, right? Um, but not too bad, right? And it still fits in my front pocket. Of course, to me, I don't know about you guys. I know Jeff, because I you got me to get you one of uh, the jackets. I'm a, I have to have chest pockets now <laughs> on any jacket that I buy has to have a chest pocket because I hate putting my phone in my, my pocket. See, Jeff has his chest pocket, right? Yeah. So to me, it doesn't really matter so much, right? As if it's a little thicker, I can put it in my chest pocket. So I'm a big fan of this. This was uh, $15, right? $14.99. It's faux leather. I'll tell you the, the, the S, the extra S part, the somewhat suggestion is it is a crappy kind of faux leather, and you can see it's almost like a little shiny leather, which I hate, right? If they would have done like a um, an actual leather, you know, that was more of kind of a cowhide leather where, you know, it had the age look to it uh, would have been fantastic. Uh, this one had just been perfect. Um, but other than that, I've been pretty happy with it. Um, 
I bought it on Amazon. There's a number of these companies, you know, I think they're probably uh, Chinese companies that are putting versions of this out there. But but I think that as you look at them, and they all have different types, you know, the, the open ups as a book, uh, the ones that uh, are like a book, but then your phone can magnet out of it, right? There's that type and all of these things, but none of those were going to do exactly what I wanted, which was I didn't want to take it out of the case. I didn't want to, you know, have to do that. And I didn't want to have to take cards out just to charge it. I didn't want to have to do anything new to be able to put it on my car mount. Um, so to me, this fits everything. You know, I have two credit cards, one on the bottom, one on the top and my ID and the metal shank and or the metal plate. So it works really, really well. Um, what version uh, is it? What version of iPhone is it working with? So this is an XR okay. is what I'm using. And, you know, I'll do a quick screen share. We haven't done that yet. So let me do a quick screen right. share, right? Let's see if that'll work. Um, so this is this is where you can see the example here, right? It does come with a, another crappy version of leather, which is the brown. Um, but you can kind of see, and I will say one of the odd things I didn't expect to even use was the ability to prop the phone up. Mm -hmm. I never expected to use that. I thought that was always yeah. so crappy, right? But I actually find that I use that a lot now. Uh, you know, I use it, you know, setting it here on my desk and prop it up if, you know, if I'm on a call or something. Um, so it's got the ability to prop up. It's got actually, they don't, I don't think they advertise it, but I tend to use it tilted on its side propped up because the back is a little bit loose. Um, so it allows it to kind of tilt and do a, a viewing angle from the bottom there. So, yeah. So anyway, this, this was something that completely fit the bill for me. Um, cool. and as I said, if it was a better version of leather, yeah. I mean, I would easily pay $50 for it if it was a better version of leather because it does everything that I need it to do. Uh, and maybe the plastic version of leather has to happen for it to be able to do the wirelessly charging going through it as as well. I don't know. Um, but if someone can make that, now I know Apple is starting to make their own, right, where the magnet kind of slaps on the back. That's great, again, as long as the wireless, ch wireless charging works and I don't have to take something off. I don't want to have to take anything off. I didn't want to have to to manipulate anything. So, so anyway, that's the, oh, what's the name again? It's the Keyaway uh, wallet and credit card holder. And it says it's premium leather, which it's not. Um, but uh, there is a magnet at the bottom. I guess I didn't say that earlier, right? So there's a little magnet connection. So when that's in, right, it's not easily opening on its own. So well, that's cool. Yeah. I, I like, yeah. I had not seen one like that before. So that's, I like that a lot. Yeah. And and I and that was back in looks like I purchased it in August, um, and it started to on the corners some of the rubber edging has started to come off, but it's not really changing how I use it at all. Uh, I'll probably go back and look in the next month or so to see if other nicer companies have created one that's a, a better quality but has the same design because the design is perfect for me. So, yeah. Are you familiar with uh, Twelve South? The, the company that um, makes the, the ones that look like the book. Do they do the book backing? Yeah. Yeah. And they the do great book. stuff, right? I mean, they do really nice. Yeah. Did they make one like this? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it would meet all your specifications, but I know uh, I got a similar knockoff version for my wife and it has the magnet you could pull out, but it, it will allow the um, wireless oh, good. Through, charging through it. Yeah. 
It's yes, sweet. and I, I'm pretty sure 12 South allows that and as 12 well. 12 South, of um, makes a much better yeah, product, right? I mean, they... Yeah, you'll pay yeah. Uh, yeah. a premium. Um, and, I, and I love how you would like a higher quality $15. <laughs> I said I'd pay 50 but um, but you're right. I mean, I actually kind of, and I hate doing this, right? As I find myself sometimes going, ooh, 15 bucks, I'm willing to try that. And I'm also willing to know that if it only lasts me six months, I'm okay with that, right? And I hate feeling that way, but I also like that, okay, it's fitting. Yeah. It's fitting a need, right? Uh, it allows me to change. Uh, and I've got the other one that just, you know, I can slide the cards in. And if I get to the point where I want to be, where I can pay with my watch, then I don't need two cards, right? Maybe all I need is my ID, right? And now, and at that point, I could probably go back to the old one, which was a much better leather and still do wireless charging through one card. But when it gets to be two cards, uh, these things struggle, right? The wireless chargers do. So, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. All right. So we've got Alan, Anchor, best for last. Billfold so far for our suggestions. All right. Let me go ahead and hit my brothers and tech suggestions. Uh, and Brian, I, I mentioned this briefly during our year-end wrap-up show, the last one that we put out in 2020. Oh, man. You're recycling? Hmm. No, okay. I, not a, not a suggestion. Uh, I had mentioned okay. jump into this, but I had not gotten it yet. So uh, again, I'll mention I just going through a house move. My goal with this new house, even though the house itself is about 70 years old, is that I wanted it to be a lot of cool technology under the surface, invisible, hidden technology throughout the house and try to incorporate um, home automation wherever possible. So this house has a double car garage, which is great. It's a separate double car garage, which I'm not used to having. I, I'm used to having a garage that is physically connected to the house. So um, one thing I did not quite realize when I got into this house and we all got settled in is that, yes, if your cars are inside the garage, that's great. They have the garage door opener inside the car with them. But how would you go about opening the garage door from where you are in the house on your way out to the garage? Yes, there is a door in the to the double car garage, but it's in the back of the building. So the pain is, okay, I'm not going to have to keep another handheld garage door opener near the door of the house so that whenever I need to leave, I have to go get this garage door open, open it up. No, I don't want to do that. I'm going to use technology to fix this. And uh, I found a smart garage uh, opener that will work with existing garage door openers. So in other words, I did not have to go in and put a whole new garage door opener on both doors. This is a device that basically is a hub you mount inside your garage and you can use it with one or two car garages. And it basically will replicate a garage door opener for you for either of those doors, but use your phone, use HomeKit, use Google, use Alexa, whatever you may want. It works with all of those. So you can do voice commands for it, or you can use a uh, press of the button on your phone to open up the garage door. So I, uh, it's about $40. It's the Chamberlain Smart Garage Hub. It's their MyQ brand of products. And I'm going to go ahead and share my screen as well. Sorry for anybody on the uh, audio listening, but another reason to maybe check out if we post this video to see this. Uh, it's a small little hub that thinks about maybe five inches uh, across uh, square. You mount it up in the ceiling of your garage as long as it's within reasonable distance of your garage door openers, it walks you through the process of programming this with your one or two 
garage door openers that you already have. It works with all the major brands. I mean, there was a long list of garage door openers that it could work with. And it comes with one door sensor you mount on the garage door itself. If you need a second garage door, uh, if you have a, a double car garage with two different doors, you just have to buy another sensor, which is about $20. And you add the second sensor to the other door. It will automatically let your your phone or your um, home automation system know if the garage door is open or closed. So that's another nice thing is that I can actually see um, while I'm here at the office if both my garage doors are open for some reason. Uh, I know that's something it can alert me to. And uh, one thing that's really nice I like is that when it when you send a, a signal to close one of your garage doors, it emits a little uh, warning beep for a good 10 seconds, 8 or 10 seconds. Because, again, if you're all of a sudden can now inside the house close your garage door, but if somebody's actually in your garage or walking through, it gives them a nice notification that, hey, yeah. somebody's triggering a close, so you may want to be away from the door before you do that. Um, it, you know, it was pretty nice and simple to set up, pretty easy. It has a nice tutorial on the app. Uh, you do get the MyQ app downloaded first, and that walks you through installation. But then you can have it uh, integrate with uh, Google or Alexa from there. Now, if you want to integrate with HomeKit, this is the only downside of this, is that you do have to buy a separate hub to go with this Ooh. hub to make it work with HomeKit, mm. which is not ideal. Did not know that until I got into this mm. thing. So it added more cost to it. And in total, I spent $80 instead of 40 to make the HomeKit integration work. But I was so adamant it had to be a HomeKit integration. So I went ahead and splurged and did that. But um, it's a lot cheaper than buying a brand new opener. Oh, so much better. That's what yeah. I was fearful I was going to have to do. But this is great. So much cheaper to, to do. And it does work with, I mean, my garage door openers are not new. They've been around for quite a while, but it still worked really, really easily with them. And uh, it's just like, it's nice. I get a notification whenever the garage door opens or closes. Of course, I can turn those off if I choose to, but it's nice. I kind of like knowing it and seeing it. Here's one other bit yeah. that I'll mention of this that I'm not able to use in my area, unfortunately, but maybe Brian in a Portland, a bigger city area, it might actually work. Um, this integrates with the Amazon key service, which means that mm -hmm. if you turn nice. it on, your Amazon delivery person can actually open up the garage door to deliver a package and leave it inside your garage. And they have a one-time key use system to do that. Um, it's not available where I live. I tried to turn it on and it just said, you know, that service was not available around here, but I'm sure in a bigger city it would be. And, uh, that's also nice too, cause I'm always struggling with where I want packages delivered. And if they could actually open my garage door, set it inside and close it back, that's, that's a win. I'm happy with that. So, um, anyway, Chamberlain smart garage hub, uh, for 40 bucks. It's great. Again, you do have to add another sensor or the home kit hub to make it work in my situation, but all told you can still get out for under a hundred dollars and have a completely automated home kit, um, ready to go, uh, garage system. So. That's awesome. So Alan, can I ask a question about the, uh, actually what it's doing? So it's, it's emitting basically like your car, car, you know, built-in car uh, opener is doing, right. It's emitting the same signal. Same so when you said it, when you said it can let you know if you're, door is open does it have a sensor as to whether or not there's movement or whether there's light or is it just telling you the last thing i did 
was opening it. It actually you know? positioned the door sensor you mount on the inside of the garage door itself, the little miniature. Ah, monitor, it when when so it tells you when it's up vertical it, or horizontal. Or horizontal. When it comes down, it is down in a vertical yeah, position. I love it. Yeah. See, that's great, right? Because some of these, like we have, we have uh, a linear garage door open. It's called, uh, by the company Linear, and their app is horrendous. I mean, it's wi- it's Wi-Fi, right? But the problem is, like, if it gets off, thinking like, oh, I sent it to close, but maybe it really didn't close. It still registers that it closed, but you, it's no sensor is knowing whether it's open or closed. It just knows what the last thing that you did is right so there's a problem there so i love the fact that that actually has a sensor and you know whether or not the thing is open or not yeah Um, yeah yeah, i love that and and of course all it needs to do is it needs to connect to your wi-fi so your your garage has to be within wi-fi range that is true if you are a separate detached garage like i do that was something i was a little concerned about is whether or not i have a good enough signal out there luckily it does but yes it does have to have a reliable it's very clear in the instructions. It says you have to have a good solid internet signal because if it just drops out for a little bit, you know, then, then it won't work. And uh, yep. So, and then, and then of course you can via anywhere you are, go in through the app to the internet through your Wi-Fi to be able to open and close. So someone says, Hey, I'm at your house. Can you let me in? And you can let them in with your garage, which exactly. is great. Yeah. And we can share yeah. with my family, you know, a yeah. lot of these garage door openers, they come with, one clickable thing you program in your car, that's fine. Yep. But, you know, we have, you know, four family members and we all have to go in and out of the garage sometimes to get things. So the fact that we can all do it from our, the HomeKit app or the actual uh, MyQ uh, garage app, which we all have installed, just, I love the universal usage of it. And and like you said, if I had a, a, a friend that needed to go by and get something out of the garage, I can just open it up for them remotely and not worry about it. So it's good. Okay. So real quick for both of you, real quick Apple question. So you said to make it work through HomeKit, it has to have an extra uh, module, right? But does that mean that the only way to the only way to use that garage door opener with Siri is is Siri able to to take your voice and go through something other than HomeKit, or is it always going through HomeKit? No, the only way to make the, the work with Siri is is that. So, um, okay. the reason I the reason I ask that is because I don't know about you guys, but if if I'm in my car, and let's say that I don't want to have to use you know an extra sensor like you know Alan was talking about, right? Well, if I would rather just be able to speak to my phone, which is on my magnet base, and say close the garage door, right? But Amazon. Even Google, I mean, those apps aren't running all the time to be able to automatically take my voice, right? And the only one that is 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 uh, you know the S word, right? I'm not going to say it again because she fired up on my computer, and I'm probably sure she did on most of yours. Um, but uh, uh, Sharona, right? Uh, to ask Sharona about it, um, so that's you know that's a challenge, right? But it probably would be worth the extra sensor. And you said that's probably another forty bucks, Alan. Right, I think uh, the the extra sensors maybe about twenty bucks okay. per per door. Okay. Uh, the the hub itself, the HomeKit hub, is a single hub you have to get and put somewhere okay. near that that main hub. So again, okay. for a double car garage, yeah, you're looking at about a hundred bucks for everything, all three pieces together. For, yeah. for two doors, two separate doors. What you're saying? That's yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. 
That's cool, Alan. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, that is our brothers in tech suggestions for this episode. Again, we do this every time we do a recording session. We knock out several topics to discuss, uh, send those out as individual episodes. And then we always do our brothers in tech suggestions to wrap it up with each of us and our guests included bringing uh, one to the table. So hopefully you got some stuff to add to some people's wish list or things to maybe uh, consider for the future. Uh, if you have any of your own suggestions, ideas, or things we ought to check out for our own brothers and tech suggestions, please reach out to us either through the mesh.tv website or look us up on uh, social media or possibly website. I think we're going to have a website up soon. So you may want to check, keep your eye up open for that as well. A way you can reach out to us and give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you and hear your own brothers and tech suggestions as well. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, Brian, Jeff, good talking to you guys. Jeff Hartman, thank you for joining us as a guest these last several episodes. I hope you've enjoyed it. We've had a good time having you here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Awesome. I really appreciate it, guys. Brian, fun. good talking to you as always. We'll look forward to having another yeah, round of episodes coming out very soon. And uh, I'll talk to you next month. All right. <laughs> Take care, everyone. We'll see you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.